Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of 302 Sports Talk. As always, we've got Ty and Jeff and myself, Ben. What's going on, boys? What's up, guys? It's good to have Jeff. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. I'm back. Jeff back is back. Back the 4-5 like Jordan. <laughs> I mean, are you saying Jordan's your ghost? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no. It's just a good back. reference. Because Le- LeBron, LeBron never retired, so that's good. That's another reason why LeBron's the GOAT. He doesn't retire. He, he's here to bring bring me, me and Ben back down to, to earth a little bit after our, our hype train episode. Last, last <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, we definitely want to thank – definitely want to thank um, – Putting Kevin dynamite Humphrey's on the tracks. <laughs> We definitely want to thank uh, Joe Wheat and Kevin Humphreys for joining our podcast last time. We had a really good conversation about BYU. They were awesome. Um, we all are definitely on the hype train for BYU. We're going to make it into the playoffs. Going to win a national championship this year, right, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> Just not in football. Not in football. Maybe in, like, lacrosse or something, right? Unless you guys have a good lacrosse team. <laughs> Or is so it women's will, soccer? I can't remember. <laughs> we will be getting into some BYU talk um, later in the episode. First, we're going to start with some NBA news, um, specifically talking about some trade speculation that's been going on recently. Then we're going to get into some college football talk, specifically about all the games that have been canceled. What does it mean for BYU and other playoff hopefuls? We'll talk about some potential smoke coming out of San Francisco, no pun intended, but um, there's been some rumors lately that the 49ers are interested in Zach Wilson. And then we'll end with our picks for the week. Game game week 11, I should say, picks from the NFL. Um, Boys, why don't we get started? Let's do it. Let's do it. And maybe before we get started, um, kind of quick throwing it out there. Have you guys seen the movie We Are Marshall? I have not, but I oh, heard forever ago, forever um, ago. That movie is so so good. Um, and my brother texted me last week. He knows it's one of my favorite movies. He said that the um the plane crash. For those that don't know, fifty years ago today, November fourteenth, Marshall University. Uh, their whole team was returning from a game by airplane and the flight crashed and all the players, all the people on board died. Um, Super, super, super tragic. They came out with a movie about 10 years ago um, or so. And it's, it's like my favorite movie and favorite story. And um, so 50 50 years ago today, Marshall University had that tragic accident, but I mean, everyone should go watch that movie. It's an awesome, awesome, powerful story. If you're not shedding tears or getting choked up, you literally don't have a soul. (laughs) I need need to watch it. I I haven't had a chance to sit down and and watch it yet. I've I've seen a lot of people on social media 
um, mad at a at college game game day for not ha having game day at um, the at the Marshall Middle Tent Tennessee game today. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I mean I don't know that they can go really wrong with going with the Masters, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I for me, it's just a great story because with how tragic it is or it was like they relied on the football team and the football team kind of helped the city, the whole town, the, the school kind of overcome that tragedy. And I mean, the, this year they're what, eight and no, seven and no or something. Yeah, I think so. So I don't know. I'm on that hype train. <laughs> Thundering herd. Yeah, Marshall. We are Marshall. All right, let's get into some NBA question, news. Question for you, Ben. Yeah. Real quick, Ben. Question for you. Yeah. Does, does that have anything to do with the naming of your son? I've never asked you this. I'm just curious. So for those that don't know, my son's name is Marshall. And no, it, did ha it didn't have anything to do no with No impact. <laughs> okay, no. okay. Just, gotta, I mean, just had to ask, had to ask. The the idea for the name did not come from Marshall University. I think it was my mother-in-law that suggested the name to my wife and I. Um, and we were like, yeah, that's a good name. Like, we'll consider it. And I've already been kind of a fan of Marshall University. So yeah. it may have helped me like naming my son Marshall more, but I mean, ultimately, you know, it wasn't a big factor. I was wondering the same, same thing too, Jeff. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I've always wondered, but I've never asked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really do like Marshall University. Um, I don't follow them. I'm not super. I don't follow the team and everything a whole lot, but um, but I do like them. But yeah. Yeah. It's a good story. Good feel good story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you're looking for a good movie, check it out. Should we get into some NBA? Um, news talk, guys. Let's do it, boys. Let's do it. All right, let's get into some NBA talk. Um, we've got the NBA picking up again. I think it was about a week ago the NBA announced that they're going to go to a 72-game season starting about, I think it was the 22nd of December. Yeah, 22nd of December. That blows my mind, man. I know. Well, and I saw that for like the Lakers, they've only had like what, like a month or something off. But the teams that yeah, didn't get to the bubble, they've had like 290 days off. Yeah. But my guess is the main reason they're trying to get the season started um, so soon is one, so that they can get a good amount of re revenue. And then two, my guess is they're trying to end the season before the Olympics are to start next year. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then I and I even heard something real interesting with like Golden State. Um, they're trying to they're going to spend like thirty million dollars in tests so that they can test fans and they want to have like fifty percent capacity hmm. uh, of fans. So they're going to they're going to fork out thirty million dollars so they can have fans in attendance at least fifty percent, which is kind of interesting. You're kind of like, hmm. I wonder if other teams could kind of adopt that same 
thing if i mean if they have the revenue to do it why not you know and they probably see it as an investment because they're probably hoping by spending 30 million dollars they're going to get a lot of um, people in the seats Um, yeah you know i don't know if they'll open up like concessions at the game or like the the team store where people can buy jerseys but that would bring in more revenue so That'd be pretty, I doubt pretty interesting. Tickets will be cheap. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure they won't be. But um, one of the things we wanted to get into was one of the recent trade speculations. Um, I think it was a few days ago, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, and that there'd kind of been a few mentions about this going back about a month ago, but. I, believe it was Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN the other night tweeted that the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Phoenix Suns are in serious trade talks to trade Chris Paul to the Phoenix Suns. Um, As a Phoenix Suns fan, I have a lot of opinions on this. What do you guys think to start off? I, well, I think that I think it could be good for, for the Suns, but I also think it could like it could mess up some some things too because 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 Ricky Rubio was really good for them last year. He was a lot better than he was on on the Jazz anyway, and I liked him when he was on the Jazz. But um, I don't know. Like I like I feel like it it could be really good, but it could also go really bad fast for the for the Suns as well. It all just depends on Chris Paul's attitude going into being being traded there, because because he seemed to take to, to take the move to to OKC well, so mm-hmm. just, we'll see how how how, how he, he handles the move to to the under the valley. So, yep, valley, <laughs> valley. Um, I kind of I kind of look at it like, okay, what is Phoenix's end goal? I mean, I don't think they're making this move in order to win a championship next year because I don't think those are realistic expectations, at least coming out of the West. But I do look at it like, okay, you take Chris Paul off the Oklahoma City Thunder team, who's on that team? Who do they have? You know? And they made – what were they, fifth seed, fourth seed in the playoffs? I can't remember what they were. But they were right up there. I mean, Chris Paul drug that team to the playoffs. And then you add Chris Paul to that Phoenix Suns team who, I mean, they were 8-0 in the bubble. They've got Devin Booker. I mean, they've got a lot of young, talented pieces. So I think the move definitely gets them into the playoffs. Maybe they're kind of middle of the pack, uh, which is a big step forward for Phoenix. But I don't know that it necessarily makes them a championship contender so maybe it's a move for revenue maybe it's a move for you know maybe they're trying to attract another star you know you have chris paul and Devin booker and you kind of see the potential there but i don't know it's it's really intriguing for sure for sure um as a suns fan i could i have like so many thoughts on this and if you asked me at the beginning of kind of the off season if I would have wanted Chris Paul, I would have said, no way. Um, he's too old. He makes too much money. Um, yeah. You know, it, the Suns are so young that it doesn't fit kind of with their young core of, of, of players. 
but um, as I've been thinking about it and kind of reading a lot of other other opinions on it, I think this is a very, very, very good move for the Phoenix Suns. If you look about 10 years ago, um, Robert Sarver became the owner and kind of ever since then, they started this like downward trajectory, which I think kind of hit rock bottom a couple years ago when within like a month, uh, Ryan McDonough was fired as the GM. Eric Bledsoe wanted out and was traded and they fired their coach Earl Watson. That probably was like the darkest time as a Phoenix Suns, at least at least in recent memory. But at the same time, they had this rising star in Devin Booker, who was young, but every single year he's gotten better and better and better to where last year he made an all-star appearance. Um, they finally drafted, or they finally hired someone, although a rookie GM in, in James Jones, there's a lot of people that really think highly of him as the general manager. He's made some kind of questionable moves, but it seems like he has a very good idea of what he wants to go for, a very good plan. Um, and then they drafted DeAndre Ayton. They got Kelly Oubre. They um, made a deal for Monty Williams to be the head coach, which I think is exactly what the Phoenix Suns needed. Um, as far as a very experienced head coach, a very well-respected head coach, and someone that can be a leader um, in the locker room as the head coach instead of all these um, brand-new head coaches that, that um, Robert Server hired for years and years and years. So I think the Phoenix Suns have kind of been on the rise ever since making those good moves kind of year after year after year. And so I think getting a star, whether it's Chris Paul or someone else, I think getting another star is the right move. I think this uh, move, if it ends up happening, which I know that there's a little bit of concern that it won't end up happening. I think it's a good move for Devin Booker. He gets another star on the team. I think it's a really good move for DeAndre Ayton, who Chris Paul could help immensely. I'm also with Ty, though, that I think Ricky Rubio did really well with the Phoenix Suns. I thought he was a great fit in the offense. But you expect the same kind of point guard play as far as distributing the ball from Chris Paul and maybe a little bit better kind of passing from Chris Paul. But Chris Paul has better shooting, so we'll space out the floor better more likely than Ricky Rubio. So... To me, I think it's a great move, kind of like what Jeff said. Is this the end goal? Probably not, but I think it puts Phoenix back on the map. And between now and the next two years, or maybe the year after, even if Chris Paul's gone, maybe Phoenix is back as a playoff team and maybe a free agent destination, maybe a, team's a, a, a team that players want to come to. That was, that was my one co complaint about, yeah. about Ricky, was that he – couldn't shoot very, very well. I, I really liked him as a distributor, like you were saying. He's very good at distributing the ball and running the offense. But as far as stretching the floor and making him making pe people pay um, with his um, with his with his shot shot selection and his and his 
and everything like that. He's he's just not he's not a consistent enough at that. And so I I do think that that is really big for for the Suns and that they that now they have two really two really dynamic score, scorers on their team. So that could be really interesting to watch in the West this next year if it ends up happening. Yeah, and I think um I mean, it's going to help, like, like you said, Ty, it's going to help space the floor, which I think they've got some young players that I don't think very many people know about in Mikkel Bridges and Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson especially is a shooter. I mean, he's good. So if you can space the floor out and get those outside shooters, good shot, good opportunities, and they make those opportunities, that's going to even space the floor better for DeAndre Ayton because he'll be the lone guy left in the post that it's kind of pick or poison. Do you want DeAndre Ayton to get the ball and dunk it on you? Or do you want, um, you know, a Cam Johnson or a Devin Booker making a three? So um, you add Chris Paul to that. And I, I'm on board. I'm on board for sure. Um, one of the other trade rumors out there, which happened shortly after the Chris Paul um, story kind of broke, is that Russell Westbrook and James Harden, who have been together in Houston for one year, two years together? One year. One year. That's what I was thinking, too, um, is that they had some concerns about the direction of the Houston Rockets. Daryl Morey is no longer the GM. There's They've got a new head coach um, this year, so they're they're kind of in a transition period. Now there's rumors that Russell Westbrook is headed out the door in Houston. Um, where would you guys like him to go? Um, I know the the last thing that I saw most recently was was either Orlando or Charlotte or the Clippers in exchange for Paul George. What do you guys think about uh, Russell Westbrook? Would you want him on it, your team? Where do you think he'll end up? I really yeah. look at this. I mean, I think a lot of people are hating on Russell Westbrook after this year. I don't necessarily blame Russell Westbrook. I feel like he felt like he needed to take a backseat to James Harden because it was James Harden's team. But the system that, that they had set up with James Harden, I don't know that it was – it's set up for extreme success. I mean, it got them to the playoffs every year, but they just seem to flop when they get got into the playoffs. Um, I really like Russell Westbrook. I like his energy. I know he's not the best shooter out there, but he's a high energy, fast paced guy. I personally would like him on the Lakers. I think he'd fit right in with LeBron and AD running the floor. I mean, I even brought up one point that maybe he could run the, the bench team if he was interested in doing that i mean he'd definitely have to take um a look at himself and he's probably humbled right now and probably hungry to go out and prove the doubters wrong i would like him with the lakers i don't think it's likely that he's gonna go there i think it's more likely that maybe he ends up in uh, charlotte or even the clippers trade for paul george i could see happening um so i don't know what do you think ty 
Well, for me, I don't want Russell Westbrook anywhere near the Jazz. So as far away he can get, the <laughs> better. So I'd like to see him in Orlando or, or in Charlotte. Charlotte <laughs> he's just as far away as possible. So. <laughs> awesome. I'm kind but, of tired. I I'm not a big Westbrook fan. He kind of like Jeff said. He doesn't shoot very well, um, and he takes like 40 shots a game. You know, the ball just kind of sticks in his hand, and he shoots it, and he's not good at shooting. So I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's not really an attractive um, piece to my puzzle for my team, but I don't know. I guess he could definitely elevate a team like Charlotte or, or Orlando, I think. So I'm curious to get Ty's take on something thing because yeah. the past couple of days the big trade rumor that i've seen for my boys is that they could trade kyle kuzma and danny green to san antonio for your former raptor boy demar Derozan. what do you think about that move what i mean i i haven't really ever followed demar that closely i know he's an sc guy but never been a huge demar fan so and he's kind of fallen out of the spotlight ever since he's been in San Antonio. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I was, I was going to say that he, uh, um, that he is a, uh, um, he's an LA guy. I know that. So I, I think yeah. in, in that, that way, he would be a really good fit in LA with the Lakers. I mean, I don't necessarily want like to see it, but I can see it happening. Cause I think that I just don't know if the system and San Antonio really fits DeMar for whatever reason. I thought he yeah. would really thrive there. I thought he'd be really good with a coach like Pop. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, too. And with Aldridge having a nice big along with him, but it hasn't really seemed to click. Yeah, I just I just think that he, um, he would do well not being the main star, though. I think it would be really yeah. good for DeMar to be around a guy like AD and with, with – the king, of course. Um, I think that, that was, yeah, the king. I, I think that that would be a really good <laughs> for for him. I don't want to see it happen, but I really wouldn't be surprised if it did happen. Though, even though Kuz is, is really good, I, I'd love to see him on the Jazz, but I don't think that's going to happen. Would you really? Yeah. I, oh, oh, yeah. I would, I'd love to see him, him on the Jazz, but I know he's a Utah. I guy. like Kuz. Don't get me wrong. I like Kuz, but there are sometimes. I just want to scream for some of the stuff he does. I'm like, dude, that was so boneheaded. Like, sometimes he'll have these great plays. I'm like, dang, Kuz, you're going to be the dude third bar. And, um, you know, I'm shouting, Kuz control, let's go, you know. Kuz control. <laughs> but other times I'm like, eh, we could trade and get somewhere better. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a good young piece. I think he needs a good coach around him, which I think either with the Jazz or especially with Pop, and San, San Antonio, he would really that could be good, yeah. So, well, it could be a good beneficial trade for both teams. You know, Danny Green going back to San Antonio, he's a good solid piece, and then a good young player like Kuzma. So, I could honestly, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I'd be okay with it. I think I I wouldn't be, but I mean, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> As an LA, what about the Jazz? What? What are, what are the Jazz doing? Do they have any trade rumors going around? I haven't heard anything. So there's not really an in, in any like 
um, like re- like trade rumors that have any real legs to them, but I know that there's a lot of Jazz fans that would love to see Rudy Gobert leave um, because I think they're thinking that they're ha- they'll have to pick between him and Donovan Mitchell at, at some, some point. And I'm hmm. in that camp as well that I, Rudy. I, I, I would Rudy. rather. Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> I would, I I would so much name. rather have. I'd rather have uh, um, have Mitchell than than Rudy, which no offense like to him, but I just I don't know like Mitchell is just not. I mean, he's a talent that the Jazz don't normally get. So I would love to have him uh, to um, to be able to um, to build build around around Donovan. And one of the uh, like one of the speculations that I've heard is that the is that the Boston so the Boston Celtics are really interested in Rudy, which I know they're trying to get rid of, of Brown. So I would love to see the the dual threat of Donovan Mitchell and Jay, and Jalen Brown on the on the Jazz. Mm-hmm. I I think that's really unlikely. I doubt it'll happen. I bet the Jazz probably just run it back this year with their old squad. See how, see how it goes. Yeah. But I would be really interested to see, especially with the new owner. I'm really interested to see what they do. Jalen Brown and Donovan Mitchell, I think, could be very scary in the West. Um, if yeah, uh, Ty, do you think there's expectation that they'll have to choose that the Jazz will have to choose between Donovan and Rudy because of money? Um, I. I think so. I think it's like it's either because like I think they would they would they would have to if they if they sign both of them to the supermax, which they could since they were both in the All Star game this last year. Um, that would cut mm-hmm. out a lot of the, um, a lot of the money that they could use to bring in really ta- talented play- players. Which I think see to me that seems like a commitment to mediocrity. Yeah. Right now, I mean, they'd just be stuck in the same spot. Yeah. You know, they'd be floating in the middle of the West. I, I agree. I think Donovan's your guy, and I think Rudy Gobert is, is, could be a really solid trade piece to go get somebody else. I, I absolutely that. agree. I mean, like, and again, like, no disrespect, like, to Rudy, go, uh, Rudy, go, Rudy go, Gobert. I think he's been a really solid piece in Utah, but they've tried to build the team around him and make this, like, this defensive juggernaut and it just hasn't, at least in my my opinion, it hasn't really worked worked out. They they've been trying to do like what the opposite of teams like like on like a like Golden State have done, like going all in on offense instead of. Um, but in their case, it's with defense. And I just yep. don't know. It hasn't worked. And like like Jeff said, it's just sticking with being a, a mediocre team when trading for a really young star like that. Uh, along with our our young star and Mitchell that we already have would be huge and I I think you could find another center I don't think that that would be that hard and so and plus you'd save a lot of money no. and add more more pieces around them and so I just I don't know who knows like my guess is that they run it back again but we'll see yeah I'm with you on that I, I can see that happening Well, the season's young, so 
we'll see kind of where the next couple weeks take us with the draft and and see what trades actually come down because there's a moratorium on on trades right now um which i think will be lifted later this week or something when the draft is i i can't remember when but so we'll see if so. there's any yeah, fun that trades right. that kind of, we'll see if there's any kind of fun trades that happen we'll we'll definitely uh talk about that and get some reaction coming up um probably our next couple episodes as the season ramps up we wanted to next talk about some of the college football games specifically a lot of games have been canceled this week i think i counted like 16 games it's just ridiculous and and all due to covid um let me see if I can find some of the top games that have been canceled. Georgia, Missouri, Coastal Carolina, who's ranked 15 versus Troy. Texas A&M, who's ranked 5 versus Tennessee. Auburn, who's ranked 24 versus Mississippi State. Alabama, ranked 1 versus LSU. Um, Ohio State, ranked 3 versus Maryland. Like, It's not just like some of these, like the Conference USA um, conferences, the low level, like G5 conferences, like there's a lot of P5 teams that are not playing this week because of COVID. It's been weird to see. It's been super weird. Like I even, I mean, Pac-12, it's, this is their second weekend and they've already had four or five games canceled. Um, but it was kind of interesting looking at teams that are in the states that have like super super tight measures and they're and they're extra strict about stuff seems like those have been the teams that haven't had any issues so far um whereas you know i I, utah i think they just opened up a statewide mandate where you have to wear a mask in public right yep yep yeah so and utah it sounds like they're Utah's one yeah, of the teams and they've had issues back to back weeks. Yep, back to back weeks. So, um, which is funny because at USC, they're in LA. They've that's where all the I mean, there's tons and tons of COVID cases there, but no cancellations or any positive tests yet. So, I mean, it's only a weekend, but kind of interesting. Yeah, I like I I've been interested to, to see just like Ben was saying like the amount of games like and Jeff and Jeff what Jeff was saying as well with um uh, with the Pac-12 and like a lot of the teams with the with the tightest tight, like the tightest the on the restrictions uh, that they're being able to play but teams where the um where the restrictions aren't as tight, you know, they can like they they like they they're the ones that have lost the most games. Like the SEC, I think, has lost probably the most games cool. of anybody, and so which is nuts. And I and I I heard this last week that there's been a lot of talk that like um, that the commissioner of the Big Twelve wants to push back the on the on the play, play on the college football playoff, so so that we can really, really get the 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 best four four teams, which. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see that. I don't know if they can do that or not, but it's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of the of the year goes because there's not very many weeks left. So I'm just really interested nope. to see how to see how it all goes. Yeah, and with with not many weeks left, especially with the Pac-12 starting so late, the Pac-12 games aren't postponed. 
they didn't have they didn't leave any room for error so they're not postponed they're canceled so if yep. they i'd be curious to see if whether it's usc or oregon or several of their opponents have COVID issues and aren't able to play does that decrease the legitimacy of you know potential let's say usc runs the table but they only play four games you know is a 4-0 usc yep. team have any chance of making the college football playoffs i don't think so i think i mean every game is critical for the pac-12 right now but i have seen teams make adjustments like i don't know if you guys heard so ucla they were scheduled to play utah today well they just went ahead and rescheduled with cal and they're gonna play cal on sunday so obviously yeah. they're like okay we need to get some games in so we can show people who we are and what we can do so you might see adjustments like that you might see you know say next week usc and utah utah still has COVID issues you might see usc try and schedule a game against washington or you know one of the teams up north that has a game canceled or something like that so they're just kind of trying to make whatever they can work at this point and an interesting thing just real quick sorry to keep blabbing on but thinking about if that college football playoff gets pushed off just a side note here i think that hurts byu's chances of making it in um because byu they have what two three more games left Two more, yeah, right? Two more, yeah. Two more. Two more. So say they play those two games and they're still undefeated, right? And they're up there pretty close. Well, then say the college football playoff gets pushed off even further. Then that gives all these other teams a chance to play and play and play. And it's been a while since we've seen BYU play. And it gives the other teams a chance to leapfrog and make moves and stuff. So it could be interesting to see what happens here down the stretch. In that case, if it does get get pushed back, I would like to see BYU and Cincinnati get a game for like yes a, for a yes. play play in game. Because really, it wouldn't I agree like the Cincinnati because like because um, if they go undefeated by that point and they push back like the play playoff, they're they're already like the on the on the on they've got like on the auto bid for the um for the for the New Year's six. And I think that a one loss, that a one loss be, that one loss be, that that my Cougs that they lost one game to Cincinnati could still get into the, in, into the New Year's Six. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like it would be interesting to like to see see them both play, and just and have like kind of like a de facto play play in game. I'd 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 really like to see see that, and I think that the committee would as well. I think the whole I mean, country would. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, what I'm cheering for is for Cincinnati to lose and then BYU and Marshall University schedule oh, a yeah. game. Ooh. Kind of playing game to the New Year's Six. That, I think that would be fun for me, you know, just because I'm a fan of both. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm on the Coastal Carolina hype train. Oh, yeah? I'm at, yeah. Pants up. <laughs> that's who i want to see byu play i think we beat the shans i'm not worried about that oh. <laughs> especially when you got zach wilson which kind of leads into our next topic um apparently the 49ers have been scouting zach wilson 
even though the GM of the 49ers was like, no, no, no. Like, we like Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Jimmy G. He's our quarterback right now. You know, he's our boy. But um, I apparently Zach Wilson's getting some legit NFL scouting in. What do you think, Ty? Yeah, I thought that was interesting when they said that they sent their scout to the Boise State game. I know that Joe Wheat last week brought brought that up on our on our show that he was saying that he'd love to see Zach on on um, in in San San Fran and play and play for the Niners. Honestly, I'd love to do that too. I just didn't think at the time that was a realistic thing, but it's sounding like it could be actually, and I would love to see that. I just think that would be a prime spot for him. He wouldn't have to go in and rebuild, like, and help, like, rebuild a team or anything. He'd be in a really good spot that already has a a, a good a good team around him. And so I know I, I know that would, that would be hard for you, Ben, to have to cheer against Zach twice a year. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I'd be okay with it. <laughs> I know you would, Jeff. <laughs> I, Maybe I'll get called out on this, but um, I don't know. If Zach Wilson were to end up with the 49ers, I think I would definitely – my commitment would definitely lie in the NFL with the Cardinals. So while I would be happy for Zach Wilson, would I want him to be successful in the NFL? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, as long yes. as it's with the 49ers, um, which – I don't know if with the 49ers, the way that their um, their kind of win-loss is going right now, maybe they end up kind of like around 10 or so where where maybe they could get like a Zach Wilson without like having to trade up or anything. Um, I think there's a lot still to kind of be played out. And I feel like I feel like a lot of good college quarterbacks – once they go through the NFL scouting combine, I feel like really good college quarterbacks either go down or like up a lot. So uh, that's a ways away, but it'll be kind of interesting to see. Tink for Zach. <laughs> Tink for Zach. I I think I think him and either New Orleans or Atlanta would be really fun to see. Although, of course, with New Orleans, like we'd, as a BYU fan, you'd hope that uh, Taysom Hill gets a shot at, at kind of taking over for Drew Brees, who's expected to retire after this year, I think. That would be interesting, have T- Taysom and Zach on the same team. I mean, just two-quarterback system. That worked at BYU, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Did it, though? Did it, though? <laughs> no, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> Jake Heaps, Riley Nelson. Yeah, we won't, we won't go there, but dark, dark times, Ben. Yeah, dark, dark times. All right, let's move on to <laughs> the glory days. <laughs> Speaking of NFL, we're gonna make some picks for week 11. Uh, right now, we're recording on November 14th, so we're talking about next week on the 22nd is when these picks are for. First pick up we've got is the Arizona Cardinals versus Seattle Seahawks. Um, let's start with you guys. What do you guys think? I think that the last time that the Cardinals and the Seahawks played, I think the Seahawks that the Cardinals broke the the, the, C, C, 
the Seahawks because they really haven't looked very good ever since that loss. They were undefeated going into that game. It was a really, really good game. And then last week, they got the, the, and the Seahawks got torched by the Bills, like really bad. And so I'm interested to see what happens. I think that the Cardinals win it, but you never know. I'm looking at it from my Rams, Rams fandom perspective. I have a good feeling about the Rams are playing the Seahawks tomorrow, and I've got a good feeling about it. So if they do come out with a victory over the Seahawks, I think I like Seattle in this game against Arizona. I still think it'll be a close one, but I think Seattle will kind of waken up the beast after would that be three straight losses. Um. So it'll be a it'll be a tightly fought game, just like the first one. But I think Seattle will come out on top. For me, for this one, I'm really nervous, specifically about Arizona's secondary. I I felt like their defense played pretty well the first time the Cardinals and Seahawks matched up, but I just feel like Russell Wilson and the receivers that Seattle has versus Arizona's defensive um like their cornerbacks and their safeties other than um Buda Baker I think it just favors the Seahawks I don't know we'll see the Cardinals got one of their starting safeties back off of the injured reserve um just a couple days ago so we'll see how he plays coming up this week and then against the Seahawks my hope is that the Cardinals edge out another win um but I'm I'm very nervous on that one um, but I'd love to see Kyler Murray just torch up the Seahawks again, either running running the ball himself <laughs> or, or passing it. And I hope DeAndre Hopkins has a good game. Let's move I on hope next. to see another chase down. <laughs> <laughs> that that was impressive. Definitely that was so cool. Um Titans and Ravens. I feel like I'm leaning towards the Ravens. Derrick Henry is a beast, but I'm kind of going with the Ravens. They've got really good defense. They've got Lamar Jackson. I'm choosing the Ravens over the Titans in this one. What about you guys? Who you got? Same. I got the Ravens too. I'm actually going to take the Titans after coming off that loss against the Colts. I think they're going to be fired up, so I'm taking Tennessee. All right. Packers versus Colts. Um, last week we saw Philip Rivers try and um, make a tackle that was pretty pathetic. I feel like <laughs> if, if you guys haven't seen that replay, you guys should. I'll do. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. No, you need to. You no. need to see that. He threw like a pick six, or there was like a fumble, um, and so the Packer, or I can't remember who they were playing with, the defense was was returning it, and ended up returning it for a touchdown. But Philip Rivers tried making the most pathetic tackle I've ever seen a quarterback make. Um, I, I'm not a huge Philip Rivers fan, but I feel like he's pretty good. But I feel like Aaron uh, Rodgers and the Packers are just going to win unless they continue to have more COVID problems, which I know hurt them a few weeks ago. But I'm going Packers. Same. I got to go with the pa- Packers. We're going with the Colts on this one. I like my boy Michael Pittman to come out and uh, build off of his breakout performance from this last week. Next, Chief versus Raiders rematch. 
Um, this was a pretty good game the first time they played, if memory serves. Um, I'm in Kansas. Everyone here is a big Chiefs fan. I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan. I think sometimes the Chiefs kind of get in their own way a little bit, but I'm going to pick Chiefs. Same. Got to go with, 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 with my boy Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's going to be a revenge game for the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I like them big against the Raiders. All right, last one, Jeff's um, St. Louis. I mean, L.A. Rams hey, versus, hey, hey. <laughs> versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We saw Tom Brady just get destroyed last week against the Saints. Um, I could go either way on this one. I'm going with Bruce Arians and the Buccaneers. I got to go with the Bucs, too. Got to go with the goat. Can't go wrong there. Well, the beast is about to feed on the goat. <laughs> AD's coming. He's hungry. He's going to take down Tom Brady. And Jared Goff, he's going to play a solid game. And I like the Rams to win a tight one at home. Their defense looked pretty good, so it'll be fun to see. Um, any yep. quick last moments, boys, before we wrap up? Go Cougs. <laughs>